welcome to the Blazer's Edge podcast. I'm Tara and this is Joe. I'm back. <laughs> we are the fanalists and we are here to open our hearts and spill our guts and talk about everything we love about the Portland Trailblazers and the NBA. Joe, it is so great to hear your voice. It's been a really long time, I feel like. I feel like it has, too. I was wondering if maybe, like, you've seen a lot of bears and, you know, run off with the bears in Alaska or what you've been up to. Oh, I've just been trapped in this never-ending cycle of 50-degree weather and clouds and rain, and I haven't been able to bring myself to converse with others. (laughs) It, It is hard to imagine that kind of weather compared to what we have been having in Portland. Speaking of the weather, we have now officially hit the dog days of summer. Things have finally slowed down on the NBA front. So we're going to take a little bit of a diversion today from our regular topics that we cover. Instead of talking about players and the team, we are going to focus on the Trailblazers' new uniforms and maybe learn a little bit more about kind of the history of some of the uniforms and even possibly I might learn something about design, which I would be very excited about. So we pulled in the big hitters today and we have a special guest. It's time now. Let's go ahead and bring on Evan McCarthy. He is a artist, a graphic and clothing designer in Portland. Your brand is Evan M. Is that correct, Evan? Yeah. So that's kind of my my art name moniker. It's always weird to have people call me Evan M or to tell people to call me Evan M. But yeah, I mean, that's what I go by, I guess. Well, we are so glad that you could join us today to talk about uniforms, someone who, uh, you know, not only loves the trailblazers, but loves design. And so we're hoping to learn some things from you about the uniforms, maybe some of the past uniforms and some of the something about the new ones. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. So, Joe, have you uh, have the new uniform designs made their way up to Alaska yet? Uh, yeah, I actually was showing everyone that I work with and they're like, Joe, nobody cares. Who are the Portland Trailblazers? <laughs> I was like, this is so sad. I'm sitting here like watching this video alone in my booth. Um, <laughs> so, so yes, it made its way up. I actually got the email from the organization with a little video explaining all about it. And I was, um, excited. I'm excited about the new Nike jerseys. I think it's just so fitting that it's Nike and it's Portland and all the recycled materials and stuff that went into it, which I'm sure we'll get into. So I was pretty ecstatic to see it, I think. And I like that it's the same classic feel because obviously we're all very loyal to this team and the look of this team and these jerseys. And so it's nice to see that sticking around. Yeah, it sure is. Well, let's let's learn a little bit more about Evan. Evan, why don't you tell us about how you became a fan of the Trailblazers to start with? Yeah, so I grew up um, basically in Portland, just south of Portland in Oregon City. Um, lived in Portland my whole life, went to Portland State University. Just really followed the Blazers ever since I was a kid. I remember my dad taking me to like card shows where I would get signatures from people like Cliff Robinson or Danny Ainge and people like that. So just always been a Blazer fan. And then through my creative endeavors, through art, um, so I do stencil spray paint art. I specialize in stencil spray paint stuff, mainly like pop art, either pop artists, sports athletes, movie stars. A couple years ago, I did one of Damian Lillard that made its way on social media to Chris McGowan, the president of the Blazers. Uh, he saw it, liked it, reached out to me, and the next thing I know, they're commissioning me to do a huge piece for their corporate office, which I believe is still in there. I see pictures of people on in social media in the corporate office, and I can see it in the background. So I, st- I think it's still there. That's awesome. So how did how did they reach out to you? Like, you did just get an email one day from the Blazers saying, "Hey, I need some art," or did they call you up? How did you how did you get that commission? That's super cool. Yeah. So when I posted it on Twitter, I did the typical thing that any fanboy does and just adds everyone. Like, I add Damian Lillard. Like, what do you think of this painting I did of you? At CJ McCollum, like, hey, do you want me to do a painting like this of you? And I just went down the list. I don't think I added Chris McGowan, but someone, somehow he saw it. And then he replied to one of the tweets and said, hey, I'm, I'm a big fan of your art. I'd love to sit down and talk to you about it someday. I gave my contact information. I was really excited. Didn't hear anything for a few months. And then uh, Chris Coyvisto, who used to work with the Blazers, now uh, he's moved on to do social media stuff down San Diego. He reached out to me and was like, hey... We're redecorating the corporate office. Chris McGowan 
had mentioned that he saw your stuff a few months ago. Uh, I'd love to sit down and talk to you about working with us to do paintings. I did a painting of Damien Lillard. I also did a painting of LaMarcus Aldridge, which I know is no longer in the corporate office, and I have no idea what they did with that painting. How how do I get my hands on that? Well, it was it's crazy. It's like a it's a huge it was a huge painting. It was like it was like four feet by eight feet ish. One of it was one of the bigger paintings I've done. It was fun. I, yeah, I have no idea. I was I did an event with the Blazers last season, and when I went in there, it definitely wasn't in there. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they did with that. I think I have Chris McGowan's email. So there you go. Not yeah, hit him up. It's probably floating around somewhere in somewhere in the Moda. I thought maybe it was in a closet in Alaska somewhere. Joe, hey. you huge huge Lamarcus fan. Oh my goodness. He's my favorite of all time. I'm just, I love him so much. I mean, you, you are a rare breed then. We She's talked still about processing the- last a couple of years ago. <laughs> I'm still, I'm part of the group that like totally played into that article that was like, the Blazers say they'd be open to bringing Lamarcus back. And I about started crying and I <laughs> hold on to this like super just like I have this illusion that it's going to happen, even though in my heart, I know it's really not. So, <laughs> well, so in addition to the, the paintings that you've done, I sport a couple of uh, M t-shirts, which I absolutely love. And actually you were a supporter of women's hops and talks and you donated some uh, t-shirts for us to give away. I think a, like a tank top and uh, maybe a beanie of some uh, Portland trailblazers inspired designs. My favorite shirt right now, is the the digital dame right now um you know it looks like the a digital clock but it says dame instead of the time on it i love that shirt so much where do you get your ideas for the t-shirts and the art that you do yeah so it's funny you mentioned that so i started the portland based clothing stuff because i i'd taken a look at the landscape I, I became a big fan of a company in the bay area i used to be a 49ers fan um go colin kaepernick but um, there was a company down there in the Bay called Adapt, and they did like really creative stuff around the Bay Area sports, the San Francisco Giants, the 49ers, the A's. And I did I looked at the landscape up here, and I didn't really like what I was seeing, so I was like, I'm just going to start creating my own stuff. Um, the Dame Time shirt that you were mentioning, it's funny you mentioned that. I remember I was watching a game, in, and, it, and it literally hit a big shot. It was a couple years ago, and it just hit me to do the, the digital Dame Time. But when I thought of it as i'm watching the game i was like there's no way someone hasn't thought of this like it's it's so simple and it makes so much sense so i went through instagram and i looked at every single hashtag of dame time because like i'm a big proponent of not like stealing someone else's idea i went through like ten thousand instagram posts to make sure that that didn't exist i'm like all right well i'm just gonna do it i think the next day i had stickers printed so i could like put my stamp on that design and then i made shirts after that i wore that in uh in Vegas at Summer League, and I got some nice compliments on it. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, we'll make sure we put a link to your stuff, because it's fun, and, um, you know, I can't wait to see what inspires you this season. I hope that it's something, like, super positive, because we're just doing, the team is just playing so incredibly, you just can't stop creating, you know, because it's just, like, they're so inspiring. That's what I'm trying to visualize for the uh, the season ahead. <laughs> Well, let's talk about the what we are all gathered here to discuss, and that is the new uh, Trailblazers uniform. Why don't do you want to start off, Evan, since you're kind of the the design person, and kind of uh, walk us through what some of the highlights are of the new uniforms? Yeah, absolutely. First off, I want to apologize. I got another person, another uh, person that might jump on the pod here. His name's Kratos. He's my pug. And he just will, he will randomly pop off. He was just popping off just now. Um, so, well, he, he does watch, like, literally watches basketball and barks at the TV with me. So it's pretty cool. So, yeah. So as far as the new design goes, um, well, first they released the pinwheel before they did the jersey. And the pinwheel was released, I believe, in late May. Um, I had worked with a friend who had done some design work. We had done some design work together, and he had told me, months ago that a change was coming to the pinwheel but he couldn't really get into it and i was very very scared i'm a huge huge fan of logos in sports where and it's kind of rare but it's logos where you don't need the ball of the sport so you don't need a basketball or baseball and you don't need letters to be able to determine exactly who that team is 
And the pinwheel, I feel like, is one of those logos where a lot of people just see that and they know exactly it's the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, that's interesting. That's a, that's really what other logos? Because now when I think about it, like Yankees, like they you can the it's NY, NY yeah. and what are some other uh, ones that you like because of those uh, qualifications? Yeah, I mean, so the big one, and mainly because of popularity of Michael Jordan in the '90s, the Chicago Bulls head, obviously. So just that Bulls head. In the 90s, the Atlanta Hawks, where it wasn't the ball, but it was the circle and then the Hawks head kind of in it. Um, if, if That white with the red circle. Uh, so that logo. And I was trying to think of some others. It's it's tough to have because a, a lot of logos had one or the other. They have like a basketball in it or they have letters Let- in it. Yeah. Um, so the Blazers is a logo where I, that's why one of the reasons I love the pinwheel and when my buddy mentioned that they're making minor, they're making tweaks to it, I was really, really nervous because they could have messed it up in a lot of ways. But when they released it, I was extremely happy. I liked that they dropped the gray accent color. I thought that the other, the, the, the latest version of the pinwheel I thought was a little too busy where the stripes were kind of pointed and then they had the gray accent color around it. So I love that it came out and it's just black, white, and red. Each stripe is equal in width all the way around. It's just very clean, very sleek looking. So I was very, very happy with that. I'm not sure how you ladies felt about it. Are you, you're talking about just the logo, not the just jersey. the pinwheel? Yeah, not the jersey yet, because I have thoughts on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I love the new um, pinwheel for sure. I I don't know if I will ever love one more than I really loved like. The, I think when I was looking at it, it was in 70, 71, but then also again when I was a kid, so 89, 90, um, where it's like just the old school simple pinwheel with the Portland across the top and Trailblazers across the bottom. I think that will always be my favorite of all time. I just loved it so much. But this new one, I really do like. I think it looks pretty sleek. I'm getting used to it. I don't really like... I liked the little bit of texture that it had with the shading, and I liked the um, I liked when they weren't when the, the interior wasn't connected with a line. But I, like I said, I don't know anything about design, so I don't know why I would like one over the other. Do you like how when like you see the whole picture, like not just the pinwheel, but you're talking about like this is the official logo? Do you like the words with it? I am not a super fan of the the new font. Um, as as well, I mean, there's like just like the little pointy things on a couple of letters, not all of the letters. I don't know, Evan. Do you have thoughts on the font? Yeah. So after seeing the logo, I was kind of excited for the jersey because I I like the earlier '90s type of blazer jerseys where it was black, white, and red. I really wanted them to drop the gray accent color in the stripe. So when the jerseys came out, I was kind of disappointed. So the jerseys have the little gray in the stripe and they've got it in the collar and the sleeves. I don't have a problem with the font as much. I agree with you that the pointy kind of flaring out is weird. I like how it's no longer like the slanted uh, look, but I think if you look at it, I think it feels weird to have the, the logo, the font be only one color and then have three colors in the stripe right below it. I believe the number has a uh, stroke or a uh, outline around it. I, th- I think if I, w- I wish they would have either dropped the gray accent color altogether or added a stroke around the lettering, similar to the red alternate jerseys they wear now, where it's a black lettering with a white stroke. I just think it looks kind of weird, looks kind of goofy. When you're looking at designing something with color, what are things that you um, that you think about, you know, that, uh, that the jersey makers may have also considered? Yeah, so like I just mentioned, I wish they would have considered the adding either adding another element to the lettering. So the, so the previous lettering had kind of the same thing as a pinwheel, where it had like a drop shadow and the gray outline. Um, I thought, for me personally, I thought it was too busy when they introduced the red alternate jerseys, where it was just black, straight up and down, like straight up and down vertical. There's no slant to it, black with a white stroke. I liked that a lot. But yeah, so having an element of a, a stripe that has three colors and then right above it you have a number that has a color with a stroke around it and then the city or the either Portland or Blazers, depending on which version of the jersey you're looking at, just be one flag color. It felt to me when I first saw it that it was incomplete. I would have definitely liked to see an added color to the text. 
And, and, and the interesting thing, so if you go back and look at the jerseys, and we'll, I know we'll get into it later, but there was an era where the Blazers had jerseys where it was lowercase letters, and uh, when they had the lowercase letters, they had a stroke around it or an outline. And then it, later in the 90s, they went to an uppercase letter, and they did a drop shadow. So drop shadow with the uppercase, outline with the lowercase. I think it would be interesting to see what a drop shadow would look like similar to what we did in the 90s, think like Rasheed Wallace-era Blazers, with this design. Can you explain what a drop shadow is and what it's supposed to do? Yeah, exa- Yeah, absolutely. So right now, if you look at the font the way it is, say you're looking at the white Blazer jersey, the new, they, they don't call it home. I don't know what they call it. What do they call the home oh. jersey now? The, is it the association or the icon? That I don't is know. Whichever. so annoying. Wait, we got to talk yeah. about this for a second. So when... Nike really is they're they're slowly releasing the jerseys like team by team and one of the things that they said is they're no longer going to have home and away jerseys. That seems like a big deal to me that like people haven't really talked about a lot. Um not only are they not having like home and away jerseys like, you know, so you always know when you're home you're wearing this color or when you're away you're wearing this color or the alternate. They're they're called something completely different, like icon and association. But which one's yes. which? I don't know which one's which, but I know that those are the two that are out now. And didn't they also make a change that the home team just gets to pick whatever jersey they want to wear and it doesn't have to be like the white color or the lighter yes. color? Yeah, the, the home the home team gets to pick and then dictates what the road team wears. It's got to be a contrasting color. So like well could be wearing like black jerseys at home just because we want to. Yes. So previous to this, I believe it was the Lakers were the only team that had a non-white home jersey and their yellows were their home and then everybody else had white. And so now it's just, who you know, it's just come one, come all, free for all, I guess. I mean, I don't understand... I don't. I I sound like you know, like I don't like change, and I usually am fine with change. But there's just too many changes going on around uniforms right now for me. Yeah, and you got you got to think of the logistics of that. Like, say the Blazers go on a five game road trip, and like, do so. Who coordinates with every team on that trip? Like, hey, we're packing up for this trip. What color are you going to wear for this game? Like, are they well, doing that weeks in advance? Yeah, I was reading it, and they, they're doing it in two-week stints. So they have to sit down, and they have to plan out the next two weeks. That is so um, silly. That's so weeks. silly that that's going to be someone's, that's someone's job. Yeah. Well, and they need to – so for the last two years, I've been keeping track of what uniforms that they've been wearing. And it's usually not that hard because usually most of the time at home they're white, and sometimes they wear sleeves. And if on their, they're on a road – they mostly wear black. Occasionally, they wear red. But I've been keeping track of it for like the last two years because I wanted to know if we had a better record in one jersey over the other. I know it doesn't mean anything, but I wanted to keep track anyway. And so, of course, you know, we learned that you know we were nearly the team was nearly perfect in the sleeve jerseys. Um, but that having been said, like. Yeah, it's going to be really complicated, I'm afraid. I mean, maybe it's maybe I'm trying to make it a lot harder. But it seems like it's going to just be a lot more logistics and coordination that like could be spent elsewhere <laughs> trying to Yeah, it just seems unnecessary. I mean, I mean, who who is who's clamoring for this? Like who is like we like this change needs to be made? Like no one. I mean, I don't I don't hate it. Like what if the players have superstitions? What if Dame is like, well, I know that I play better when I'm wearing this version of this jersey at home or away or whatever. And maybe he wants to have a little more say in what happens, like what they're wearing out on the court. And that's just one of his like superstitions. Yeah, I think that that's definitely possible. I also wonder if at any point there will be a business decision aspect to this where like, in, man, in arena, we've got a lot of these one jerseys, so we're going to wear these the next four games in a row so we could try to push <gasps> this color of jersey. I hadn't thought about that aspect. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Hmm. I mean, because that's, that's, that's why they're making four. I mean, they're making four jerseys. I know every year that there's, like, a lot of teams have an alternate jersey, and then some get a hardwood classic or, or, or a throwback jersey, but, like, every team is getting four jerseys this year. So speaking of the four jerseys, um, do you, because they've only released two of them, right? Mm-hmm. 
And I don't think the Rip City Whites is one of them. No. Right. So I, do, no. Do you think that that is going to be one of the other two versions? Like, do you think that's coming back? I think it has to be. So the, so the other two jerseys, the names of them, I, I looked it up right before we got on. So we have the Association and Icon, which are the new Homer, Homer Road, however you want to look at it. And then they're going to come out with one that's called the Athlete's Mindset, whatever that means. And then one that's called one that's called the Community, which I feel like if the Community one isn't the Rip City logo, like someone's made a huge mistake. Yeah, I would. I would think that would be that would be the other. That that's got to be the main one. Okay. Well, so we we were taught before we got sidetracked into the um, the icon and association jerseys. <laughs> we were talking about like the major changes about uh, the current uh, the, uh, the 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 current uniforms are making compared to the old ones. So we talked about the the lettering. What about some of the other elements on the on the uniforms? I like that they have the Rip City logo, I believe, on the shorts, the center short part, that it's a mainstay. Um, I'm a huge fan of, well, certain cities that do this. Well, like, uh, in Detroit, they have Motor City. I know in Houston, they have Clutch City, which is kind of annoying. Um, but I, I like that they have that as a mainstay. And that's going to be on the, sh- the, the, short, the belt of the shorts? I think it is. Yeah, the waistband of the shorts, and it's going to be uh, right in the front. And that's on both of the designs that we've seen so far, correct? I believe so. Okay. What other elements? I mean, the blazers were one of the more tame changes, which is, it's weird. It's one of those things because we pour over the stuff night and day, so we notice all of it. But, like, if you ask my buddy who is a Nets fan in New Jersey, like, what changes he thinks, he'd be like, man, they looks the same to me yeah. without without looking at a side by side. So I believe the the pinwheel is moving around on the shorts. Yeah, I think I I'm not looking at a picture right now, but in one case it was on the front of the shorts and in I think this case it's going to be on the side. Yeah. No, I actually have a really strong opinion on that because it used to be in in the uh, my favorite uniforms for the last few years have been the red um uh, our alternates which by the way are like our worst uh winning record is in those red jerseys but i personally oh, really? think that they look really great from which wait what year cuz there are different red alternates throughout the years right well, just, so just the most recent ones in the last couple of years since with i've the been new, with the funkier stripe like the total change on the stripe yeah with the funky stripe and they have they have rip city up um on in the back of the waistband like you know right above the butt there's a little it just says rip city and then they have the pinwheel on the front and the new uh uniforms basically switch that so you have the uh rip city in the front and then the pinwheel is kind of like on the side towards the back so it's going to take me like at least half the season for me to not think that they're wearing their shorts backwards (laughs) that's funny but the cut is also different this year yeah i noticed and i noticed it most uh, when I was looking at the Warriors jerseys, because when they first, when there was that article that first came out, they, the first press release, it showed the Warriors jersey as like uh, the example. And I noticed it most with that, where like it, it did look like a different cut in the neck and like almost like a slimmer, it feels like. Is that what they were, they were talking about when they were like, uh, we believe these are more aerodynamic? I always love how these companies do that. Because you remember when, when Adidas first came out, when they got the, the last time they got the, uh, the, contra- the contract to do the jerseys, they came out with the sleeve jerseys, which was super polarizing. Because people are like, this is the NBA. You don't put sleeves on jerseys. And their pitch, which I thought was so funny, was like, yeah, they're sleeve. But guess what? They weigh 30% less than the previous jerseys. And in my mind, in my mind, I was like, okay, we'll cut the sleeves off and make it 42% less light. Like, what are you guys doing? What, what are you talking about trying to pitch this? It's lighter. It could be even more lighter. Yeah, I hate the sleeves. Evan, how do you feel about the sleeves? It's weird. Like, I'm not a big jersey wearer. Like, I, I, I don't wear NBA jerseys. I would probably wear, it, it, depending on the jersey, I would probably wear a sleeve jersey versus not if I was, like, going, if I personally was going to wear a jersey. I'm not offended as them buy them as most and you brought up it was an interesting stat that we had such a good record wearing them last year um and the year before and the year before that 
Was it? Yeah, all those years. Uh, it well. It, yeah, I mean, I don't. It's it doesn't really bother me. I mean, Nike's obviously not going to do it. I don't believe. I understand why Adidas. I think did it because Adidas is really was really big in the soccer realm, and this it has more of a soccer feel. I remember, God, last year the Jazz. Did, did you guys see the Jazz sleeve jerseys last year? Like it looked straight up like an MLS soccer jersey. Hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, now that the you purple, see that. the purple with the stripes, like it looked like a kit, like a soccer kit. Um. See, I mean, it was, yeah, I, I didn't, I wasn't as offended by them as I know somewhere. I, I mean, for me, I could take it or leave it. It's, it was funny how the, the player backlash some. I remember one game LeBron tried ripping off his sleeves when he was having a bad shooting night, like literally on the court, like trying to rip his sleeves off. Like that was the excuse why he was shooting so bad. But I have a uh, hard time thinking that it makes that much of a difference, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know, but you know what? When I look at the cut of the new shorts they are much slimmer at least in the drawings that i've seen the 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 uh the shorts are uh i I, if i was wearing a like you know when i played soccer i wear soccer shorts and sometimes if you wear some that are a little bit more constricting it takes a while to get used to running around in those and i wonder if the players are going to notice a difference in these shorts when they're like clinging onto your legs more yeah they did look way more slimmer i mean i played a pickup game not that long ago and I was forced because I didn't have uh, shorts with me. I had to borrow a buddy's dad's pair of shorts, and they were like above the knee shorts. And I'm like, man, this feels. I was like, this feels good. I'm not going back. Like I'm, I'm in on the above knee shorts. I don't know why NBA players don't do that more. You felt like you had more uh, freedom of movement in them. M- more mobility. Yeah, it felt. And it just felt good. And I felt like I looked good too. So <laughs> in pickup basketball, I'm never going back. Well, hopefully the players will think that they look good um, in in the new uniforms. Overall, Evan, what do you think of the of the design? Do you think it was a success? Was there would there be anything that you would have done differently with either the icon or the association jerseys? Yeah, I mean, my big thing is again dropping the accent, co- the gray accent color, and just going back to black, red, and white. Um, just very clean that way. Other than that. It's weird because, like we mentioned before, the, the weird the flare-out of the Portland... On the jerseys, I think on the Portland jerseys where it says reads Portland, only the P has it, and Blazers, only the B, the top of the B has it, has that. I would ditch that, too. Um, Joe, I believe you had a theory about what those... Because, um... you know, some some of the old versions have those little flares, on, and some of them oh, don't. Oh, yeah. Throughout the year, years, it's changed, but I kind of feel like... They might have kept it around because it looks a tiny bit like the tail that's on the D of Damien's shoes, don't you think? Oh, I did not right? think of that. It's like I a did. little, like a little tribute. Like we'll keep this here because you know Damien. That's interesting. That'd be an interesting hat tip, though, because Nike and Adidas. That'd be like, you know. That's true. I didn't think about that. Okay. Well, that's. Yeah. But that makes, to me, that makes it even more curious <laughs> because, like, did nobody in the room go, hey, that looks kind of a little bit like the D on Dame's Adidas shoes. Yeah, it does. No, you're right. And it is on the T in Portland, so it's on the P and the T. Oh, and the other thing we didn't mention I saw, which was really interesting, and I do not know how I feel about it. I'm, I need to see more numbers, but did you guys see the picture of the back of the Nurkic jersey where the seven... The top of the seven had that flare. Oh, some so they've added it to the font of some of the numbers as well. Yes, yes, that caught me off guard. That that caught me off guard because the the only jerseys I've seen the examples are CJ, which is a three, and they didn't do it to the three, and then the, the Nurkic one, and it it definitely has that like forty five degree angle flare in the top of the seven. Mm-hmm. And they did uh, Ed Davis too, seventeen. Isn't that Ed Davis? Yeah, it is Ed Davis's number. Because I was so excited, I was like, "Oh, they did a little hat tip to Ed." <laughs> yeah, but he he has that um, that seven. The biggest thing for me is I just hope that they the numbers are clearly visible on uh, in the three hundred level because last year the the six, the eight, and the nine are really hard to tell apart, and and the zero. So I had a really hard time from my uh, super high level seats, just, you know, reading the numbers when I would glance down quickly, telling the difference between Damien at zero and uh, uh, Shabazz at six. They looked remarkably similar. Like it was really hard to 
to differentiate those. So I hope whatever they did, they tested those from up in the 300 levels with people like me whose eyes are failing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, I do like that they kept, you were, You keep talking about they removed, like, the gray. I like that it's still there on the blaze, like the stripe. Because I don't, mm. I like, I like a little bit of that extra gray in there. Yeah. Like removing it from, like, the letters and the numbers, right? Yeah, so I, I wanted, originally I would have preferred them, I would have preferred them to get rid of it altogether. But, but if they had it, which they do have it on the jerseys. Um, adding an additional color to the the letters. I I just see it on like the the stripes, the, the diagonal stripes, which I believe is what they call the blaze. I don't know. That came in like the seventies, I think, or maybe the eighties. But uh, it's yeah, I like that the gray is there. I I like it too. I think it adds a little. I think if it was just red and black and white, it would look too flat. I think the the gray adds adds uh, just a little bit of a pop. But thinking back over the whole history of the Blazers uniforms, what are some of the highlights you think, Evan, of the uniforms of the past of the Trailblazers? Yeah, so it's interesting. A, a lot of teams when they design new uniforms, I feel like they get caught in whatever fad is popular at that time. I feel like the Blazers have done a pretty good job at not doing that. We, so early on in the Blazers, they had that kind of flowing font with the lowercase Blazers. If you're thinking like old Clyde Drexler jerseys, that was pretty consistent for a lot of years. Once after the nineties, once they, they shifted completely from that and went to the, the slanted uppercase letters with a drop shadow. So I was going to explain earlier what a drop shadow was to anyone who might not know what that is. Um, so a drop shadow would be like if you had just the font like in black, say on a white jersey with black, imagine having the same font behind it in red just down a few, like a centimeter and over a centimeter. So it looks like it's a shadow, but two different colors. So it adds like a little bit of a texture to the Exactly. I know that the Sixers, they made very slight changes to their jerseys, but they added a drop shadow to their jerseys this year, which I thought looked pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what, what do you guys think? What do you, in the past, what have some of your, the highlights that you guys have felt the Blazers have had in their unis? You know, to me, trying to trying to make sense of all of the changes that have happened to the Trailblazers jerseys, like you said, they don't tend to make really big changes. You know, the biggest, you know, is going from, um, you know, uh, lowercase to uppercase, from regular font to italics, uh, to adding a little bit of color here, adding, you know, taking away a little bit of color there. I think probably the most unusual ones that they had were the ones where they were written, where the it was, the word was written straight up and down. Yeah, the vertical. Yeah. I mean, why Why do you think those didn't last very long? Or did they? I don't think they lasted really very long. So as a t-shirt designer, I understand. So these NBA teams, they make their jerseys. This is, whenever they do resign, this is all just to sell jerseys to people. That's all this is. Because they, they put it in their team stores. It's online. They make a bunch of different versions of it. But not just jerseys. They like to take the same logos and put them on T-shirts and other stuff. That vertical font, as a t-shirt, as someone who designs T-shirts, is kind of really goofy to put on a T-shirt and want to wear it consistently. Um, normally, uh, normal convention in a shirt, you want it to read left to right or have it somewhere in the middle. But that just the off-placement of it all the way reading top to bottom and then the number to, next to it, it's... It's kind of goofy. I know that they, they revisited it uh, as like a hardwood classic. Because uh, I remember Brandon Roy wearing it a few mm -hmm. years ago. But yeah, I think, and especially doing it with that font, like all lowercase, if they were all uppercase letters, I think you could make more of an argument that it would look more clean. But like with the lowercase letter going down from top to bottom, it's just, it's kind of awkward. Well, and they kind of have to, for, you know, when you have a long word like Portland, you have to kind of shove it up towards the top because the uh, players are required to keep their shirts tucked in. So if, they, if you're like, you know, if your uh, shorts are right and high, then you're missing the bottom half of the yeah, it's just gonna say extreme port. example. <laughs> but uh, if, you know, if people are trying to buy them and wear them and you tuck your shirts in, that's 
maybe not a shirt you want to tuck in because like, you know, if you're really high waisted, then you might end up losing, um, you know, the last couple letters or something. Yeah. I get, those jerseys will always have a place in people's hearts because those are the jerseys that they, when they won in 77, correct? Mm-hmm. Bill Walton, Bill Walton wearing those. So that, those will always have a place in, in Blazer fans' hearts for sure because of that. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, they've got two more jerseys coming out. It's, we'll see what they look like. It'll be interesting to see if they do a throwback to that in any type of way, in any, like, just that layout of jersey. As long as they don't do the throwback to, like, the tail that curves around and comes underneath. Oh, that was, like, the original logo. Yeah, it's so ugly. It's so ugly. (laughs) So I don't mind the throwback, and I don't mind the vertical just for throwback purposes, but um, the tail is really ugly. And I do, I hope they keep it horizontal. Do you guys have a preference over the lowercase or the uppercase? Oh, I, I think I like the uppercase a little bit better. Um, and I just thought of a couple of reasons um, why, why my argument against the vertical uh, or the up and down letters isn't great. Because A, NBA players are way bigger than I am. So they have a lot more, um, <laughs> they have a lot more real estate <laughs> to write their letters up mm-hmm. and down than if I was wearing it compared to if they were wearing it. And then also I was just looking at the picture and I realized that they put blazers and not Portland in it. So I guess I'll uh, be a little bit um, uh, uh, more forgiving about <laughs> that blazer. Yeah. Now that I've thought it thought it about, a little what bit. What if a team like the Timberwolves did it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they'd have to either abbreviate or they could not do it. Right, and T-Wolves. put it on Ricky Rubio. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Your argument, when you're, I'm just saying your argument, depending on what team it applied to, it could, it could be legitimate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it might work. But I think capital letters from a distance may be a little bit easier to read. Again, going back to just making it easier on the fans. Um, although I guess if you're watching the game, you know who you're watching. <laughs> but, you know, if you're wearing it out in T-shirt in the public and people are like, hey, who's that on your T-shirt? And they have to, like, come up closer and see it because, you know, the um, it's smushed together more because it's lowercase. Maybe that could be another argument for uh, wearing uppercase. I like the capital letters because I think it's just like more bold. It's more a more bold and powerful uh, look to it. I think it, I like it a lot. Yeah, the, I totally agree. Um, with the lowercase where it makes the most sense, and it's like the biggest home run they've had, I feel like creatively with their brand over the past however many years, lowercase with the Rip City, with the Y, that what that goes underneath. Like those Rip City jerseys, that the alternate jerseys that they have are so clean. Um, it feels like everyone loves it. I always think when I look at designs, I always also, I'm a big hat guy. I like to wear snapbacks or new art hats. So I like to see what looks good on a jersey that would translate to a hat. And I have a few of those Rip City hats where it's the lowercase with the Y, that underline that goes underneath. Um, I think that, that logo's a, a home run. That one's my favorite jersey of all time. The white Rip City alternate? Yeah, actually, I didn't even realize this until you brought it up earlier in the podcast i didn't realize we have the same exact favorites because the rib city alternate whites and then the 2012 alternate reds those are my two favorites and, then, <laughs> and you and i don't agree all that often we usually have differing opinions so it's funny that we have the same exact favorites here well maybe we like them for different reasons why do you like them um the i think for the whites it just it combines a lot of elements it combines like I like being at home and I like watching my team. I like being at the game. So I like the look of the whites and it makes me feel like I'm there no matter if I'm watching it on TV or not. Um, And I like the nostalgic tribute, like the lowercase, the kind of old school lettering. And um, I just like, I don't know. It was like a good, it was a good era for us. Like we had a a good guys that I really liked maybe not necessarily as far as we went in the playoffs or our records or whatever but I really liked the team that was playing in those jerseys so there are a lot of things that make me love those and then the reds I just like the look of it and I just picture that one picture of the whole team sitting on the scorers table like leaning up against it and that is like something that's burned into my mind and I loved that starting five so much I am so emotionally attached to that group that it just it warms my heart so i really like those jerseys 
So you you associate the jerseys very very closely with the people who wore them, um, and have really fond memories because uh, a lot uh, largely because of the people who wore them. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, that's a good way to put it. I like the the white Rip Cities because I like that it says Rip City because I think Rip City is a really unique moniker and it just came about you know like the origin story of rip city of of jim barnett making that shot and sean's saying it and then having the scorekeeper go keep that in there um you know we have like a little bit of a mythology behind the coining of the term and that's just so portland (laughs) to have uh, like oh we came up with that word and here's exactly how we came up with it and we have a whole history behind it i just think that kind of just exemplifies the community um and i one thing that was interesting about those jerseys is they don't have the blaze on them. I think they're one of the only ones, um, you know, in the last at least, you know, 20 years or so that didn't have, um, you know, the the stripes on it. They were yeah. kind of tucked underneath. And I kind of like that, how it's not uh, present on the front, but on the side they have that trim where it does sneak in on the trim on both sides of the, if you look at the sides of the jerseys on the shorts and the jersey, and I think that's really cool that they, like, didn't completely abandon it. You know, it's really, you know, like we keep saying, you know, the Blazers haven't made a lot of changes, but when you start to really look at them, there are some changes that if you were paying attention, you know, I mean, like, sometimes it says Blazers, and then for a number of years it said Portland. Like, I couldn't tell you when that change took place i probably didn't even know when that change took place when it happened i mean because it's the same font and the same colors but like oh they changed the whole word and then there's just all these changes that seem like portland does a really good job of like not making like earth chattering changes so we can't say that they've like stayed the same this whole time but um uh but they've they've been not disruptive i guess so maybe that's the way to say it. They, we haven't made a lot of disruptive changes. The the biggest, oddest design uh, difference, except for the up and down ones that we talked about earlier, is I think those 2012 red alternates until now, the ones that have the stripes that are like funky, uh, they're not, how do you describe them? They're like, uh, the, the stripes are bigger at the top than they are at the bottom. So the stripes themselves are not like parallel. And I really like that about that. What what do you say about that as a design, Evan? So 2012, was that just the... I'm talking about, um, I don't know when exactly they started, but they started, you know, within the last five years. And they are red. They, they're the ones that started having the little Rip City on the back. But then on the jersey, the stripes are not parallel all the way yeah. down. They have those funky little points. They come to little points at the end of them. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And there's like And there's like a gap in it where like they're not like completely stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. I like that it's different for sure. And I like the font. So going back to the, the font of Portland, I like that it's clean, vertical, and it has an outline or a stroke around it. So it's, it's black lettering with a white instead of a drop shadow and all that. So that combined with the stripe, I really like a lot. And then, yeah, I was a big fan of the 2012 red jerseys, too. And I was really excited when they're like, oh, we're coming back with a, another red alternate. Um, I was very pleased when they came out with that. Is that your favorite? What would you say is your favorite? So it's funny story. So growing up uh, in high school and college, I worked at a place. A lot of people in the Portland area will know called Just Sports. Um, it's at all the malls around here. It's basically just a sport, a, a store that sells like sporting jerseys, uh, any type of fan memorabilia, hats, jerseys, all that. So when we worked there, we had this really cool thing where we had a connection to a company in Seattle that could sew on authentic numbers and letters from any jersey of any sport, any era. They, they're the same company who did all, they do all the jerseys for the Mariners. So when I worked there, we would get killer deals if, say, a player got traded or signed from one team to another team and we had their Nike Swingman jerseys, the jerseys that had the patches on it, we could get the old jerseys for cost. So, for instance, Darius Miles, who's an ex-Trailblazer, he played originally for the Cleveland Cavaliers, or originally the Clippers, and then played for the Cleveland Cavaliers. When he left the Cavs and went to the Blazers, we were getting his Darius Miles Cavs jerseys for, like, 10 bucks, And we would, we would pop, yeah, and we would pop off the letters and his number, leave the Cleveland... And I, this used to be like a little side hustle, my little side hustle. We would send it up there, 
and I'd had them put LeBron, like James 23. And this was a jersey that he never wore because he came in, the year he came in, it was the year after they stopped wearing these jerseys. And I would sell it like online as like some throwback that's like no one's ever seen and make a little bit of money on it. Um, so go. So you took off the, so after somebody left a team, you took the numbers and letters off the back and replaced it with another player on the same team. And like people no, wouldn't really and know the No, difference. and the, like I said, the lettering, the, the patches or the, the lettering they would sew on would be authentic, like what they wear on the court. I remember I did one jersey where I had a blank Chicago White Sox baseball jersey and I sent it up and had them put 45 Jordan on it when Jordan did his little stint. And oh. I sold that. I sold that one for a couple hundred bucks. It, oh my god! It was a fun side <laughs> hustle. So we would tr- try to come up with ideas like that. And the one jersey I wanted to do, going back to the Blazers, the jersey that I always wanted, and it's completely random. But for a while, when Adidas had the contract, they were doing throwbacks of the late '80s, early '90s Blazers, and they had obviously Clyde Drexler. And uh, I wanted to always pop off the 22 in the Drexler and send it up. And this is so random, but I still want to do it. I want a number nine Danny Ainge jersey. Like, really. Why on Because <laughs> a few reasons. One, I, I met him when I was a kid. I went to, like, this card signing. He was a really nice guy. As a kid, I always remembered as a kid, like, he was Christian Leitner-esque, where, like, other players on other teams just didn't like him. They were annoyed by him. He was super freakishly athletic. He played professional baseball, too. And as a kid, I played baseball and basketball. So I thought that that, I thought that, that was really cool. And I was just like, no one has it. Like, who has a Danny Ainge blazer jersey? Like, no one has that. And uh, I know. And I'm still thinking about it. So if anyone's listening to this, do not steal my idea, please. Give it to my mom. She's, like, the biggest. My parents and Danny Ainge are the same religion. So they're, like, my mom worships him. So, you know. And he's from Oregon? He's from Eugene? Yeah. So send it to Jennifer Wolfenstein. (laughs) (laughs) So is that your uh, your favorite um, your favorite jersey with your favorite player who wore that? Did he wear oh, that yeah. jersey, or was yeah. he later? Yeah, he, he yeah he, he did was, wear that jersey. He wore both. So I was looking this up earlier. He wore that era jersey, and then he played one year where they made the switch from the lowercase to the uppercase uh, italics drop shadow. So he wore both jerseys actually. He only played for the Blazers for like three years though. But no, I mean he's not. Let me say he's not my favorite Blazer. Like I. I just wanted like the most obscure jersey where someone would see that and be like, what the hell is this guy doing? Like, why does this guy have a Danny Ainge jersey? Who is your favorite Blazer of all time? Um, even though his career was cut short, probably I'm a huge Brandon Roy fan. Yeah. Love Brandon Roy. Um, that's like one of the biggest bummers in sports for me is like what he could have been had he stayed healthy. Yeah. He's up there. And then Rashid, obviously. I mean, I love, who doesn't love Rashid, especially... It's, he's, he's a lot more fun to look back on after the fact and like, oh, God, Rashid, just laugh at his antics. Um, so frustrating sometimes to watch, though, because you were just like, you need to, like, get your head on your shoulders straight, man. We got a game to win here. And so I, I see what you mean. Like, looking back on it, you're like, oh, yeah, who didn't love watching Rashid? But I remember some pretty distinct moments watching him where I'm just like, you need to calm down. <laughs> And it, it, it's tough to look back on that team that collapsed against the Lakers at all of them because it's like you guys should have all of you should have won that game. So it's like kind of disappointing to look back on that team. But yeah, but either Rashid or Brandon Roy, probably. I mean, what about obviously Joe? You're a huge Lamarcus fan. Yeah, I mean, I have favorites throughout the year. Like Clyde Drexler will always clearly be one of my fa- Clyde, Jerome, Cliff, that whole crew, like really loved them. Um but definitely, LaMarcus has, he kind of overtook it all because I just liked a lot of things about him that really didn't have a ton to do with his performance. Like, obviously, he's a very skilled player, but he was pretty underrated for quite a while. And he never complained. He never sought the limelight. He um, seemed to just focus on the game and what was important about the game and how to win each game. And then clearly sitting down and having dinner with him and getting to pick his brain a little bit and just hearing his thoughts on, you know, I care what happens on the pine. That is it. I don't care about the shoe deal or the commercials or whatever. Like, I came here to play this game that I love, and I didn't let anything stop me, not even these heart problems. And 
and when people didn't respect me or they underrated me and stuff like that. So I just, I really like his mentality a lot. So in recent years, he has definitely become my favorite. What was the favorite uh, uniform which, that you liked on him? Definitely the alternate red. I had such a uh, great memory of the alternate reds when they came out. My parents, one of those years, I think it was that year that they first came out, bought me tickets to a Christmas game. And it was against the, the last year the Sonics played. So Kevin Durant was on that team. And it was cool just to be at the Rose Garden and see like the red, like Christmas colors of the, the Blazers red and the Sonics green. I believe we won that night. It was just like a really fun experience. I like the looks of the red jersey, but I got to tell you, the last couple of years, our winning per- the, the team's winning percentage has been abysmal in those red jerseys. So now I, I used to enjoy seeing them, and now when I see them, my heart just clenches, and I just go, oh, really? Are we wearing <laughs> those tonight? I do have to say, I put in a plug, he wasn't my favorite player, but I thought it, um, Gerald Henderson looked the best in the those jerseys. He's, for some reason, something about his body was just, like, perfectly tailored. Those, like, he's the person who those uh, uniforms were designed to fit perfectly. He just, he wore them perfectly, and I always thought Ed Davis wears the black ones perfectly. I just think those two like really are f- so well suited to uh, to those particular jerseys. Do you I don't think know that why. Dame looks pretty good in the sleeved, the white sleeved city jerseys? He, I mean, he pulls it off. He looks pretty good in them, but that does not mean that I like. Well, so we has we still have two more jerseys that were supposed to are supposed to be revealed later on this season. One, I guess, uh, closer to the beginning of the season, and then one closer to the holidays. And rumors are that we are not getting one that's called the Hardwood Classic, which is, I guess, another one that the Nike uh, folks are doing. So we're going to have one that's community oriented. And what was the other one like? Athletes mindset. Oh. I have no idea what that means. I mean, it's it's got to be, they had to have, like, it's got to be a thing where they asked, like, a handful of guys on the team, like, hey, what do you think would be cool? We may or may not use it. Just tell us so we can say that it's your mindset. Yeah, maybe it's something like that. I think you're, I think you're onto something there. And I think the Rip City is going to show up on, on the community one. At least I, I, would I, hope. I hope so. Uh, anything, any last things y'all want to say about the jerseys before we sign off? No, I mean, I like them. I will not be buying one because I do not wear jerseys, but uh, I, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to see like fans get around it. I do like. I always feel bad for like the family because jerseys are not cheap. Like I said, I worked at Just Sports, and like you'd see a family come in and like want to buy their kids jerseys, and they're not. They're really. They can get really expensive. So I'm glad that the Blazers didn't make the changes too drastic, where like a kid might not be like, oh, I can't wear this last year's jersey to a game. So good on them for that. Well, thank you both for uh, for being on tonight to talk about the uh, the new jerseys, and maybe next time we'll have Blazer player news, or maybe we won't. We're just kind of in a holding pattern right now, so uh, I thought it'd be a good time to explore some of the changes over the years. And I thank the two of you for coming. Yeah, on thank to you talk so much for it. having me. Thanks, Tara.